totally up to you how you want to start this, bro. All right, let's go in three, three two, one. <laughs> and welcome to episode number 16, sweet 16 of our little podcast here. Uh, it is PS Comics, I love you. want to thank you, all the new uh, listeners, new watchers, new fans, whatever, uh, that are following the show now uh, on Facebook and whatnot. Um, it's good to see that... Uh, that that uh, my uh, my phone was hacked, uh, but in a good way. Um, unlike Chris Evans, but we won't get into that. Oh, yeah. you act you act surprised, Mister uh, Mister Jr. That you don't know about this. What happened? Oh, let's get in. Well, first off, I'm Kevin Pillow, the Voice of Reason. You can find me on social media at Voice of Reason twenty three. The yeah. man over there is Jr. Kambakugan, the Dark King, aka at also not Jr. Comics forty two on yes. Instagram. You can find us on social media. At PS Comics, I love you. Facebook and uh, Instagram, Twitter, PS Comics, I love the letter U. Yep. Um, so yeah, why don't we go right off the bat? America, yeah, uh, America's ass forgot uh, forgot what he was doing when he posted to Instagram. Oh, you talking about? That? I talk about. I thought, I'm thinking that you got hacked. I know well, that. My, I I I was trying to do something on my phone, uh-huh. and I'm calling it a hack. But I was trying to do something on my phone. And I basically invited everybody, everybody on my phone to join our Facebook page. So, so it's yeah, a good thing. But, yeah. but I, I apologize in advance for the the mass spam. That I just hit the wrong button. I'm claiming Chris Evans. Uh, um, I, I, I hit the wrong button. But uh, by the way, if you haven't seen. Let me look it up. Uh, hold on, I, I got to start no, this off. You go look. You go look up America's penis. Okay. No, cool. no, 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 no. Ain't okay. gonna go that far. We ain't. We, we may be not safe for kids, but we ain't gonna go full. Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, was it um, softcore? <laughs> I I don't know if that's. Yeah, we can, we can say that, but it's fine. We're not gonna, we're not gonna go. We're gonna. We're 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 half measures, not full measures. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. Uh, uh, um. Oh, someone. I, I I think. Oh, here he goes. I think I found it. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let's see if the uh, picture comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find it on Reddit. Um, our good friend over uh, oh, at God, no. our good friend uh, over uh, on the internet, Boss Logic, um, uh-huh. made a little picture, mm-hmm. and it actually got him in trouble, and may have cost allegedly may have cost him some work with. Marvel. Oh, Boss Logic? Yeah. So really? I'm going to share oh. the screen. This is, I mean, JR's already pretty much uh, let, it, let the kid out of the bag uh, about what happened with Chris Evans yesterday. Uh, but this was Boss Logic's response to Chris Evans' uh, Twitter or Instagram uh, post yesterday. <laughs> That's all that needs to be said. Oh, man. That's all that needs to be said. So right there, full credit to Boss Logic. You could find him right there on uh, on Instagram. Yeah. The dude is an amazing artist. I got to meet him at San Diego Comic Con. I got to meet him at San Diego Comic Con uh, last year um, when I was trying to negotiate with Art Germ to try to get him to do my um, 
uh, to get get all my signatures, including a couple of signatures for our very own Jr. Kabakungan. I, I even told him. I told the guy. I was like, "Listen, Stanley. I was like, I don't even care. Like, I need these books signed, and it was yours. I'm like, because I promised you I would get Archer. If I if he wasn't such a cool guy, I would have left San Diego Comic Con last year with no autographs. I ended up getting all of my books signed, paid full price for him. Told the guy I would pay double for him. Okay. Um, but he, I got all my books signed. I got the the uh, base of my statue of Supergirl signed, and yeah. all of uh, Jr's stuff signed. I just wish I would have thought to print out something and had uh, Boss Logic sign it. But Dude, it's cool, man. Um, but yeah, but, Boss Logic, uh, Boss Logic is a cool guy. Like I've seen some of his artwork now. Oh. I'm glad that he's getting more recognition. He's always he's always been one of those guys, you know, that on the around the internet and like around like art, a lot of artist sites where you know he's he's you know. Not just up and coming, but he's been around the game for so long, you know. And he's what he is for those of you who aren't familiar with him. Again, find him on on Instagram. He's worth a follow. It's at Boss Logic, all one word. Absolutely. Um, and what he is is he's like, like he's like the he takes what we talk about in this podcast in a comic book store nerds getting you know doing you know fantasy drafting stuff and whatnot. He takes what we talk about it said. Screw it, here it is. And he puts yeah. it to art form. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, case in point, you know, America's cock. Um, so, you know, and it's a rooster. Get your head out of the gutter, JR. Um, yeah, haha, very funny. But, like, but, yeah, he's definitely, I feel like he's definitely going to be one of those, even though we're, we're kind of semi tangent, I do feel like where he's a uh, i mean it's on brand for us as as a as a, as a podcast so it's it's fine but like i feel like he's gonna be one of the up and coming you know definitely up and coming digital artists that's gonna be yeah. around for a long time like uh, i forgot the name of the uh of the artist who did uh, De- detective comics 880 you know do you know that com- you know cover mm-hmm. it's with the it's that amazing cover with joker right but it's like made out of bats as a crazy oh yeah, yeah 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 I forgot the artist's name, but he, but like now that artist, right? Who's also well known and also amazing. He has done like the recent like artwork and and prints for um, Star Force, uh, uh, Star Wars Force Awakens. Oh, cool! Yeah, he yeah. like he did a, he did the full on you know print all of like he does official artwork for Star Wars. I'm like, oh snap, dude! That's, yeah, that's Boss Logic. I feel and, like Boss Logic. And, and Boss Logic will. Um... And it was really funny to see him interact with with Stanley Lau art term last year because it was like. Boss Logic came over, and he was kind of almost kind of like an, an attendee, but was making some appearances. And he came over because he wanted to meet Art Germ, and Art Germ's like, "Oh no, dude, I want to meet you! Like, I was going to come over to your booth." It was like, it was like mutual admirations club. It was it was pretty cool. But um, yeah, yeah. no, dude, check out his stuff. He, he's good stuff. Um, and I do know that Art Germ, or sorry, Boss Logic has done some variants, which is going to segue into what our main topic is going to be. I think he's done like one or two official variants, like in the last couple of years. Um, but I think they're like, they're not variants that like where Marvel or DC call and say, Hey, boss logic, can you do a, a variant for us? It's yeah. kind of like he does it for like KRS comics or something like that. Or, you know, something yeah. along those lines. Like it's a, it's a, an official unofficial yeah. variant. Yeah. I, I will say on oh, in the, in the cartoonist I was thinking about, it was Jock. His, his name is actually Mark Simpson, but he goes by Jock. That's his Oh, okay. His yeah. Name. But yeah, um, I, he has. Uh, but back to Box Logic though, he did do one official cover, right? It's an incentive cover for I think Captain Marvel twelve. Yeah, it was a Marvel one re- very recently. I just yeah, couldn't yeah, remember yeah, what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I wanted to have it. Yeah, Javel had it at his store, man. But I, I think they sold it. <laughs> so before I yeah. Got there. 
and it, yeah. and it's, and it's, and his stuff is going to be when he does some official books. His kind his stuff is going to be uh, very hard to get. His is going to be some valuable stuff. But uh, nonetheless, uh, also some news coming out. We kind of get through the news and notes section here. Got the news right here. Uh, one thing that did not get make the uh, the press, uh, but I, w- I want to throw it out there real quick uh, for all of you huge Chris Hemsworth fans. Good news, that's right, that's Thor right. Odinson is going to be with the Marvel Cinematic Universe beyond Love and Thunder. So um, I don't know if that is kind of a wink that uh, Thor is going to be appearing in Guardians 3. Now, we do know that Thor Love and Thunder is currently in pre-production, yeah. um, and uh, that movie is going to be released before Guardians 3 gets released. So him saying... I'm going to be here after Love and Thunder could be him going, I'm going to do Guardians 3, which I think was kind of like a far gone conclusion. I think they said that James Gunn, when he got rehired to do Guardians 3 after Endgame, uh, it was, I think he kind of said, he goes, yeah, Thor's going to be in the the next movie. I've rewritten the script. So, um, but I think you kind of need Thor. I think he's. Absolutely. I, I, go ahead. I was just saying, I think he could be kind of like Odin mm-hmm. to the universe. Like, even if he's not always there yeah. as a main character, like, we don't need Thor, we can always have Odinson there as kind of like, he sits on the throw of, of Asgard and, or, or whatever it may be, or, or, yeah. or, or be an advisor. Um, I think he could be, maybe he's the new Tony Stark. Maybe he's the new Robert Downey Jr., because we don't have Chadwick Boseman, because it has been coming out over the last seven days that um, Chadwick Boseman was being set up to be the next Robert Downey Jr. Um, but obviously, that's not obviously not going to happen. But so, who's going to be the guy? So, it was yeah. good news. Um, speaking yeah. of work, real quick, yeah. did you get my text earlier this week? I did not. Which about one? Black Panther. Oh, uh, that they're possibly known with that 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 cover. First oh, appearance yeah. of Shuri. Yeah, yeah, it's going up right now, right? So we're talking about, um, again, speculations, and which is going to be coming up in this episode, but just kind of give a little teaser. Um, yeah. The, the comic book market is very much, um, it's, very, it's a very fickle market. Um, it's maybe a little bit more inconsistent than the regular stock market, but at the same time, it can be just like um, the NASDAQ and, and, and the NYSE and stuff like that, um, buying stocks on the market. Um, I purchased a $45, it's still a, a wall book, nonetheless, first appearance of Shuri, which I believe is, it's a Black Panther, Black Knights, like number one or number two, I can't remember what it is, but anyways, um, first appearance of Shuri, uh, T'Challa's sister, um, three, epi- I think three issues later, she becomes the Black Panther, both books, especially First Appearance of Shuri, have skyrocketed. I bought this book in June of 19. It is now a nearly $200 book. Um, what's it called? Key Collector is saying that some places a graded 9.8 is going for 800 A raw near mint is going for the in the $300 range. But they said right now... The, the market value on it is about $170. And that, again, goes along with what we said last week with you have to give and take what, what market you look at, what you're basing your information on. You can't always go based on what eBay says. You can't always go by what, say, like a key collector or 
um, what's the one you use? Go Collect. Go Collect. Um, Overstreet used to be the Bible of pricing. I mean, it's still kind of out there, but um, it, it's it, it's 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 not the same um, as it once was. But nonetheless, um, yeah, right now it's going for one hundred and seventy dollars. The, they, they feel that it's going to continue to go up. God, could you imagine once they do make an announcement that, hey, Shuri is going to be the next Black Panther? It's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's going to skyrocket, but at the same time, like, that that already, just the thought of that, like, blows away, like, probably all this other planning and, uh, and probably that was already there because, like, originally she was supposed to be with the Young Avengers, too. She was going to be in the Young Avengers, which they may still go that they direction. Still can, yeah, they still can go do that, but, like, now that you're the possibility of her being the new Black Panther... Yeah, yeah. Or being in the role of Black Panther. I don't know if she'll become queen of Wakanda. That's 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 up in the air as well. But like having the having the role Black Panther and then being a part of the Young Avengers with the whole new with a whole new younger group, that that's gonna be interesting. I just I don't know how that's gonna plan out. At the same time too, just go back on like comic speculation and we'll say this we'll save this for later in the video. It's just that the, the the comic market is like one of the most volatile markets. Oh, extremely it's, volatile. It's, That's the cover we were talking about, by volatile. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, you have to take all this stuff with not just a grain of salt, but more so like it's a wait and see approach. Yeah. Granted, yeah. you know, during during the speculation time, it's always good to have one before that happens, and you know, it's always good to have that. It's just more so like you don't know if this is going to be a thing where it it stays we don't think it we don't know if this full-on tangible yet it's just all speculation per se and so yeah we'll leave that for more so longer uh later down the video but hey hey man it's just it's a good thing to know that there are still plans even after such a traumatic event even such a even even after such a a heart-wrenching event as you know chevy bozen passing man that's that's, yeah. that's a legend man we, i can't i still can't freaking believe it bro and so yeah it's it sucks, but at the same time, yeah, we all have to kind of, we all kind of have to like keep on pushing forward and keep on, and keep on doing what they're doing. Like Marvel has to keep on pushing, pushing forward and continue to, you know, continue to put more spotlights on these awesome characters yeah. and, and these awesome actresses and actors who are playing them. And so more power to them, you know. So go as ahead. Long as Black, yeah, as long as the Black Panther story gets told again and yeah. again. And again I'm cool. Whatever. Do whatever you want to do. The comic speculation, we'll get into that later. But yeah, um, also, some more news, guys. Uh, for me, because I'm a full-on nerd, Dune trailer, the trailer 2 yeah. for Dune release on Thursday. And do you, have you watched it? I, You know, it was funny was I someone had posted it on Facebook, and they were talking about, like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, blows my mind, blah, blah, blah. And I'm watching it, and I'm watching, I'm watching it at my, uh, my other job, and... I never got to the um, the climax to see what it was, and I remember just watching it, going, "This has to be Dune." Um, and it was funny later down the road. I mean, I didn't watch it again, but I kind of saw some clips from the trailer that kind of confirmed, yeah, it was a Dune, the Dune two trailer, and that um, it's very much kind of like an homage to uh, the old trailer. Um, so uh, I am I am super excited, like. Uh, and it's a huge ensemble cast, you know, led by, well, yeah, the lead is by Timothy Chalamet. I can't really say his last name. Chalamet, I think that's the name. Works for me, man. I'm looking at yeah. it going, I, <laughs> I mean, like, the same, like, 
already he's like i think 24 26 or something like that and he's already has it he already has like a, a profile he has already had pedigree under his name and so that's to have that name at your forefront right and then rebecca ferguson you got oscar isaac john isaac uh, oscar isaac you got john brolin you got stone stone skarsgård zendaya you got zendaya Ooh. playing you got dave batista and moa playing and james and jason, jason moa. moa i'm like Dude, i mean Aquaman like man and, Gr- Gr- and uh and uh drax i know and you like you have a uh, a lot of these big names, not just big names, but like, yeah, I guess you have big names that can, yeah that can really hold down the fort acting wise. And then you have Timmy Chalamet, who is, even though he's relatively I guess new, like younger, he is he's looking like the full on epitome of um oh, I forgot his name, dude. It's another famous actor way back when in the day. He reminds me. He, he reminds me of like Johnny Depp's method method uh, method acting, yeah. as well as um um oh dude when he was younger uh um Godfather. Oh, um, the, the Godfather. Oh um oh my gosh. Yeah right. <laughs> it just wow I, it just, why am I completely yeah why am I just, completely drawing a blank um yeah. people, people he, are gonna watch this video and go like they're gonna be yelling at their screens. <laughs> But like, yeah, exactly. Like, but when, when, when he was younger, not more so during Godfather, but when he was younger, I remember his younger stuff too. So he, that's what I I see that same trajectory as Timothy is doing right now, and that's crazy to say from a young kid like this. And you have Zendaya, who I honestly believe is in the same is near that same category. But yeah, she come- she has really um, Marlon Brando is who you're thinking of. Um, thank you, thank you, Zendaya. To me, the jury is still out. There's a lot of talent there. Okay. Um, I'm glad she's getting roles like this to try and make a career for herself and and yeah. try different things and you know get away from the Disney Channel, get away from playing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Though I think she plays great as Michelle slash MJ, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed her in The Greatest Showman. Um, okay. and I-, I will say. Have you watched her um her Netflix show? Not yet. It's she's great. She's really she's a, she's a good actress, and I think she shows a lot of range. Just basically showing what she started with being a Disney Channel girl, being a Mickey Mouse Club kind of girl, hmm. to doing MJ this um, kind of loner, cast off kind of character. Um, yeah. Albeit in a in a Marvel movie, and then turns around and plays, I mean, a different character, so to speak, in in the Greatest Showman. Yeah. Uh, I think being in this one, even though it's a genre film, I think it's completely different. It's kind of a post apocalyptic kind of feel to it. Um, yeah. Maybe that's not the exact description for Dune, but it has that feel to it. Yeah. Um, though I will say, watching this trailer for some reason, the first thing that popped in my head was um was i hope they i hope someday they get to make a lola movie oh or a lola tv show yeah Uh, i've heard they might there is talk that netflix might buy up the property that they are working heavily with aspen boom comics uh, boom studios rather um i think they have a relationship right now with i want to say it's image but i think that i don't think that's right but nonetheless, um, yeah, it just it had no, that. They, to they it. do, they do because is it, of, is it image? I, yeah, because uh, they bought the they bought the um, what's his name? Uh, he does Spawn. 
He, they did. Uh, I'm literally forgetting all my names now. The creative uh, McFar- McFarlane. McFarlane. Yeah, they bought the McFarlane verse. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So like all those stuff, they're all gonna be Netflix films. Like all of them, McFarlane verse could possibly be Netflix films, and so as a possible good in for Image. Yeah. But yeah, the movie is of course based on Frank Herbert, Austin Frank Herbert, and it's going to be released only in theaters in December 18th. Now, for those who don't know, for for movie speak, when it says only in theaters, that doesn't mean that it's never going to have a home theater release. But it's more so now than than before. It means it's only going to be in theaters. There's going to be no digital premiere. There's going to be no. It's going to be out in six days on iTunes or something like that. Yeah. But uh, no. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I think a movie like that, though, Jr. is like unless it it has to either go, you have to either do this, or you have yeah. to do this. You can't do both because people are going to pick and yeah. choose. So you have to like you have yeah. to give them, you have to give them one choice and putting it in the theaters. Kind of like what um, uh, 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 Tenet is doing right now. And it, by the way, it just crossed yeah. the two hundred million dollar worldwide mark. Obviously, not fantastic numbers, but in the COVID verse, uh, especially since. Um, the head of the CDC right. just said uh, earlier this week that he doesn't see theaters reopening until there's either a vaccine or as early as late 2021. Um, but there are theaters opened yeah. elsewhere, and I think we'll. Yeah. I think people are kicking themselves and tearing down those uh, those uh, drive-in theaters. They missed the, <laughs> they missed their boat. I mean, we 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 could have known who could have known man i mean yeah. like we might see we might see some popping up here and there but like eh, who, knows? who knows yeah they just they just had one at the palm springs air museum that's right and that's right. i think they've done some on the roof at the westfield shopping town in palm desert the palm desert town center they on the roof of the uh, the, the parking structure yeah the third door um but yeah no um i i, I we could get into the coronaverse later but again like jr yeah. said december 18th 2020 release uh, only in theaters, no word. Uh, it sounds like for to me that they're going to do no digital premiere. Um, JR, yeah, JR mentioned at the top of the show, DC Fandom Part 2 was is currently going on. Um, like JR kind of said, what we got a month ago would be like Friday, Saturday at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. This today is kind of like a little bit of a combination of Wednesday, well, there was nothing really happening on preview night, but like a combination of Thursday and a little bit of Sunday mixed in. So it's like not the big names, but we're giving you Supernatural. Um, Which, by the way, pretty cool that uh, the car from Supernatural is going home with one of the actors. I I can't remember what the guy's name is. The guy who... The guy who drives it. What is it? The older brother? Oh, it's going with with Jared. No, no. It's uh, Dean. No. Dean. Dean The the guy who always drives it. Yeah, it's that's uh, Jared Plucky and Jensen, Jensen Ackles. Yeah, that's him. He's getting to keep baby, so yes. uh, he gets oh, to keep the car. That's, that's cool. his wrap gift. Is he gets to keep the car, uh, so the car will will not get crunched or get donated to a museum or something like that. It's, he's getting to keep the car, uh, I, but like, what's that? Small, small thing. Yeah, like six of those cars. So I will say that. Well, just... I guess it's the main one. Like, I guess there's been yeah, there are multiple ones. That they blow up or whatever. Yeah, there's one main car. When they that they do a majority of the driving scenes in, I'm not a huge Supernatural fan. My my wife is. Um, I, I don't dislike it. I like the characters. I, I like the show. I've never just. I never got into that genre. I never yeah. got in. I wasn't into Buffy. I wasn't into Angel. I wasn't into yeah 
uh, what was that? The charmed. I, I did get into that kind of stuff, but nonetheless, yeah. I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate the genre. I root for it to be successful. I don't want to go like, oh, screw that show, cancel it. No, I want that show to be on the air because, like I told you, the, it's kind of the Kevin Smith approach. If they start canceling shows like Supernatural, you don't get other cool shows. You, I think, honestly, without Supernatural, you don't get The Walking Dead. Um, yeah, I mean, eventually they probably would have made it, but I really think that the uh, that Supernatural kind of set the tone. But then again... Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer set things up for Angel. Angel set things up for Charmed. Uh, Charmed yep. may have set things up for Supernatural. Supernatural things set up things for um, for uh, Walking Dead and so on and so forth. But yeah, oh yeah, definitely. We I need we need to have a podcast about the whole like I guess CW verse because oh yeah the like pre like pre uh, DC like current DC right it was more so like the the uh, Smallville and. And, it was and the, Supernatural and a bunch of other ones. So yeah, but yeah, definitely. I, and just for just to say, I put, I'm, I'll be on record today. I, uh, I was going to say that if Supernatural ever ended, right? And I was thinking about maybe six, seven years ago, right? Because that was a good time for them to possibly end everything. Which how everything was getting, kind of getting wrapped up. Honestly, should end it, it should have ended season five, but then that's a whole different topic. <clears throat> but, uh, uh, but I did feel that either Jensen Ackles or, or Jerry Padalecki would have been a good would have been a good, like, I think, for me, Jensen Ackles could have been a really good Captain America. I think one of them was up for the role. Maybe it wasn't Captain America, but I think one of them yeah, was Jared. up for, yeah, was up for a MCU movie. Now, it is, there is, I think, not, is it Jared, the other one? Um, yeah, the, the I, one. I believe, I think he's been hired somewhere. I think he's going to get into... I can't remember if it was Marvel or DC, but I think he is going to get into the, the comic. But they both are going to. They're both are eventually. They're probably they're both going to be like, dude, we're going to take a nap. Yeah. We're going to have some lunch, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be in Avengers Five. Um, yeah. Oh, you know so, what? Man. What's what's the guy's name? Jared Palecki. Palecki, yeah. Palecki. Adam Warlock. I'm, I'm I mean, looking at. He's got the he's, hair. Well, like this crazy thing too. Like, uh, look up uh, Padalecki during season eight because I know the the later seasons, right? Yeah, he looks a little bit skinnier. In season eight, he was for some weird reason he was buff as hell. They both got jacked. They like it's like Padalecki specific specifically. Like all he did, all he did for like one for like three years. Like, all right, I'm here in Canada. You know, I'm away from my wife all the time. I'm just gonna work out. <laughs> that's it. And so he got jacked, dude. And I'm like, yo, that's that's uh, that's his superhero body right there, man. So I gotta imagine it's only a matter of time before, um, absolutely, that that one of them ends up with. Uh, why did it? Uh, sorry, I tried to try, I just tried to pull it up, and my um, my computer did not want to pull up Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, Anyways, that, so they had, of, they had a lot of great people come through that show too, man. Oh yeah, it was funny. It was for the longest time. Um, the guy who plays uh, the character is it Castile is kind of yeah, the yeah. Castile. Castile. Yeah. I for the longest time thought that was John. Ca- uh, uh, um, oh my gosh! Like Constantine. I always thought it was Constantine. Because the because the coat. Because the co- the trench coat, the tie. <laughs> yeah, I mean he has a range for it, so I'm I'm yeah yeah. Uh, but oh yeah, Jared. Yeah, I'm looking at Jared. Like you, you could totally he could play. 
he's got that superhero look. He's got that yeah. that chiseled chin and stuff like that. And uh, Jensen Ackles, um, yeah, yeah, they're they're both gonna get they're both gonna get something. Um, if Jensen was younger, I wouldn't mind him being Red Hood. He played Red Hood in an animated series, which to me that's the best right. That's what it was. He was the voice actor of Red Hood, right? And to me, if when Jensen was around, I think uh, he was in not Seventh Heaven, but like the, another. He was in another uh, CW show. I think the the one with the mom and the daughter. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but like he was in that show too. And I'm like around that age, dude. I'm like, yo, he he looks like he looks like Jason Todd. He could be Jason Todd for me. Yeah, short hair. Like Maybe he plays like, an older version. Basically... That'd be nice, bro. But <laughs> but yeah, I'm Anyways. glad that's happening. Uh, also, yeah, yeah focusing ahead. on more of that. For me, I'm happy about this news. Jim Lee finally confirms that there is not going to be a reboot for DC Comics. I wonder Better whatever got out there. What I think uh, happened there is. He's like, I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. AT&T, we're not pumping any more money into, into DC Comics. Done. We're not doing 5G. I don't know what the hell you guys were talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. Just to say, uh, he quoted from him. He's saying that we have no clue what that even means, right? We want to focus on individual titles and organically build up individual characters over the course of the next year. Thank you, Mr. Jim freaking Lee. That's what, that's what, uh, that's what freaking, uh, that's what Rebirth's been doing for the past, I going on for almost five years now, and I'm yeah. like so Bas- happy about it. Yeah, basically, for those of you who don't know, 5G was going to be. Um, it's hard to explain, but I think like the the core characters of DC yeah. were going to be spun off and given like their own time, like basically the timeline that we know right now would cease to exist, and like. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to speculate too much, but basically they were, there was like four or five, maybe it was just five, maybe it was the five main characters. We're all going to get like, like they were going to be all over the place and it was going to be a completely reboot. And it was, it was a mess. It was a colossal mess and it made no sense. And I'm glad it's not going to happen. They were basically on a new 52 again. That's what the new 52 did. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's what exactly what new 52 did. Gave your own, your, your own timeline, gave you what like new stuff. With your same separate characters and having to do their own freaking thing, try to appease, I don't know, maybe Michael Bendis. Yeah. Because Ooh. Michael Bendis just keep on screwing over my freaking favorite super son and made him 18 years old when you have another super boy. Ah, oh, I can rant on. By the way, by the not, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. There you go. Pound it. Um, this came out last night. Brian Michael Bendis' run on Superman and, and Action Comics is over as of december of this year uh don't know yet if brian michael bennis will be leaving the distinguished competition but he is done on action comics and superman the single-handedly the reason why i stopped collecting both of those titles i really didn't collect superman i i did want to collect i think i have superman number one of the bendis run just as a collector's item um, but I, I was not impressed with the artwork. It was, I mean, it was good. It's not, it was not terrible, but it was generic. It was just, eh. And the writing was not good. Yeah. This, he was on, he was basically, um, 
<laughs> when he, he his 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 writing was tangent form, like it was tangent form writing. He was basically kind of us, but in writing, yeah. going on tangents for, for like a long drive of time, but then understand, but not understanding the fact that you have a story of Superman that you need to tell, and that's what kind of like turned me off so much. And the fact that we're still gonna feel some of that repercussions because his son is now in the super, in Legion of Superheroes. That's gonna be a like that's gonna be year three thousand. I'm like, you're just uh, you're again. We're gonna be just destroying a, another child's another child's childhood because of dumbass writing. I'm like, uh, dude, you. I'm hoping the next writer just like ah no, nah, that's gonna we're no none of that happened. Uh, other news and notes from DC Fandom, kind of real quick, rapid fire. Young Justice Phantom Season 4 is revealed. No date still for happy. release, but I'm, uh, but JR is happy that it's still happening. Yep. Uh, Batwan, Bat, Batwan, Batwoman Season 2 was revealed with the new Batwoman. It's not the same character. It's a new character playing Batwoman. Nonetheless, uh, that show is beginning filming soon. I don't know yet. Actually, I um I didn't really go into it. Fully into okay. it I do know that I know they uh, they released some stuff for it. I don't. I have yet to see a actual release date for it because of just filming right now. So yeah, DC yeah. Legends of Tomorrow season six is also revealed. There will be a new hero. Um, is that the actor or is that the character? One the new character Esperanza yeah. Luna, okay. Luna Cruz. So yeah. you're more of our DC guy. So I'll let you take the lead on that one. Uh, real quick note that you did not put in here. As to be accept, expect, blah, blah, blah. as to be expected, Wonder Woman eighty four, which was scheduled for a November release, has now been pushed to Christmas Day of this year. So December twenty fifth, two thousand twenty, is when allegedly Wonder Woman eighty four will get released. Um, and I did notice the director um, said that uh, Gal Gadot um, was having to run on set near Olympic pace was having to run the same speed as Usain Bolt of Jamaica to be able to uh, uh, to get some of the, the, the scenes down for Wonder Woman because obviously Wonder Woman very much the kind of Captain America of the um, of the, the, the DC universe and you know has yeah. super strength super speed, super power, stuff like that uh, but I just thought it was an interesting little note. But again, Wonder Woman 84 scheduled for uh, December 25th, 2020 now. So it's been pushed a month. I think this is just they keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until they can finally get it out in theaters, yeah. get a little bit of their money, or make the decision to put it on HBO Max. That's also, um, that's, that's also kind of a little bit of fib. Yeah, she's running as fast as Usain Bolt. I'm like, I know that's just exposition. But like, yeah. No, no one can run a 10-9. You know, no, like no one, is, like no one can run like a. No one's ever gonna be a fast, is it faster than Usain Bolt? Let's let's not let's not try. Hey, to pick you know what? Players. You know what? Something did finally catch Usain Bolt. Coronavirus. I knew you were going for it. I'm gonna. <laughs> that. Do I need to put up Ameri- Do I need to put up the uh, boss logic again? Um, <laughs> this is something I did pick up. I think this is the book that Chick was selling. Um, uh, this past week in the double up, the Q double up. By the way, gotta send a shout out to our girl Chick. <sighs> Thank you. Uh, she played all of our episodes in the store. 
She loaded them up on Spotify, which, by the way, you can find our episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. Uh, when I say Google, Apple Music, I mean Apple Podcasts, Google yep. Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor.fm. Uh, we recommend you go to Anchor.fm slash PS Comics. I love you for more information about how you can find the podcast on whatever platform it is you listen to. Again, it also can be found on iHeartRadio and the iHeartRadio app. And if you go to Anchor.fm slash PS Comics, I love you. You can also find a way how you can support the show more than just sharing it on your social media sites. And of course, yep. don't forget the, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, and subscribe and comment on the show below you. Uh, but the, uh, again, big love out to chick. She, she played our show and then posted it on social media and got us some new followers uh, on social media. So thank you for those who are watching, but uh, double up the Q double up, which is a, an opportunity for collectors to get on uh, again, wink, this is a, uh, a, a uh, this is foreshadowing, uh, an okay. opportunity to grab collectible covers and books that are going to be coming up um, that Chick, if you pre-order, uh, these basically, the, the Q double up means that Javel, who is Q, uh, yep. has said, boom, these are hot items. These are going to be collector's items. These are things you're going to want to get. What they do is if you pre-order them, you are pre-ordering them at cover price before Javel and Chick decide to mark them up to avoid JR buying all the copies off the rack. Um, some books hit, some books don't. Um, but uh, nonetheless, it's an opportunity for you to lock it in, get that Art Germ, get that J. Scott Campbell, get that Adam Hughes cover, yep. uh, get that Detective uh, 1027 coming out. So, yeah. yeah. I will say, just, just to preface, when, he, when Kevin did say, um, not to, not to um, monkey down anything, but when, when Kevin did say some do hit, I will say the second part, some won't hit yet. Yes. Some, some, some will take longer. Some will take longer to, to basically kind of just um, to warm up to uh, because it's just, that's just how collecting is. You don't know what it's going to be hot in a year from now. So. Case in point, the Marvel Zombies cover featuring um, – Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl that we showed you on our show last week. Little uh, wink there. Go back and watch our show last week. That that comic was on adult was a Q double up. There were a there was a stack available to pre order. Um, it's a it's a book. I think it's an artist that a lot of people aren't familiar with yet. Jr. talked about it again. Go back and listen to last week's episode to find out about that artist. But nonetheless, it's an artist that people aren't familiar with. They don't have the the name yet. Um, yep. So. I think that Chick saw, like Jr. just said, that it's not a hit yet. They're going to sit on the shelf, much like, and I, I'll tell you this one. There is a book that I have. i got to find this. Um, now you know, I'll save it for later. But nonetheless, um, it might be one of those books that people go, like, oh, this is kind of cool. Grab it. The next mm -hmm. person, oh, that's kind of a cool cover. Grab it. And yep. then there's that one left. Um, now, I'll use this as an analogy real quick, and we'll segue into The Walking Dead is, um, again, talking about speculation. Go to a grocery store, right? Go to a grocery store, go down the, or go to Costco. Go down the wine section. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, promoting alcohol or anything on this show, but this is just an example. Go to the grocery store, go to the, uh, go to the wine section at Costco. Find that box. And you've all seen it. You've all been to that section. You see those wooden crates, right? And there's bottles of wine in them. Go find the, the case that has one bottle left in it. See what the price is. It's about 20, 30 bucks. Grab it. Come back a week later. 
with that same bottle of wine in that same spot, that bottle of wine that you bought for $30 is now $99.99. It's a $100 bottle of wine. Reason being, it's a hot ticket item, and that one bottle sat there for so long because some people will go like, oh, there's one left. Maybe it's not that good. But most people go, oh, there's one left. I better grab it. So um, that's kind of how comic books can be. Sometimes you have that one book that sits on the shelf for a little while because people are like, I don't know about that. Um, there was a cover, there was a cover, and I'll find it, uh, that featured Shuri, uh, kind of a callback there, from Art Germ, and it sat on the shelf, one copy. And I should have, I should have grabbed the last copy. It sat there for a year, a year at Comic Asylum. There's still, I think there might even still be a copy at Desert Oasis. Finally, someone grabbed it, and that book has steadily gone up. Is it a, is it a hundred dollar wall book? No, it was a five dollar variant that you could probably flip for. 10 15 bucks so yeah yeah, so anyways yeah getting into what walking dead yeah we'll get back no great you do the walking dead (laughs) so guys yeah like we said before on on, like i said before in past podcasts actually the walking dead uh ended technically ended earlier this year yeah like no it was like a it was like a year ago no it should be this year dude should have been this year if i'm correctly yeah i'm gonna check it right now because (laughs) we're both gonna go for it yeah, well, because after you go ahead, you look for it, and then I'll just I'll go. I'll t- yeah, I'll you you talk you talk about. I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, so The Walking Dead has ended, right? And you know, multiples like I think maybe one. Negan Libs came out just recently, like less in the last two months, right? I mean, does that yeah. really count? Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's mm. Walking Dead. It's Walking Dead fiction. So there's that. <clears throat> so what they're what Image is doing now? Well, actually, what Boom Studio? Not Boom Studio. What is uh what? Skyline is doing now is that they're re-releasing every issue but colored, and so it's called Walking Dead Deluxe, right? So it's releasing okay. on October seventh. The Walking Dead one ninety three, July two thousand nineteen. Ah, so it was last year. Okay. Yeah, I won't. I won't divulge how I know that. Uh, <laughs> let's just say I bought this cover off of someone, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. I, I had to beg, barter, and steal to try to get that cover. Um, and uh, I won't get into why I know it came out last year. So, okay. uh, but nonetheless, um, okay. right. There's been some, not spinoffs, but some it's prologues. Books. Yeah, I guess some prologue, like some, um, some prologues and just, um, other, it's, it's mainly been around Negan. Sorry. So it's, that's cool. It happened. <clears throat> and, uh, so they're re-releasing every issue. I, if I remember correctly, it's two per month. And the first and the first six issues, right, are connecting variants. They just released the yeah, they just released the connecting variants, all done by the artist of the uh, the the artist of the book. I forgot his name or her name. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a six issue connecting variant cover of the of the first six issues. Yeah, and they're gonna be releasing the if I'm correct, they should be releasing two issues every single month, starting on starting on October seventh of this year. Yeah, basically that's what, and like. And uh, I seen some of these covers, man, and I'm mean, like, cool. Yeah, it's 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 a way for it's a way for um for for readers, right? That that basically missed out on the very first run, right? The very very first run to kind of just re get this back, but in colored form, right? And it's not. And what they said before is this: it's not coming out in uh, in hardcover. It's not coming out in uh, in the uh, the compilation books now, right? Oh, okay. Or, so do you the, have to buy them individually? Yes, I, I, I'm missing my words today, dude. What's it called again? The um, 
trade paperback or um yeah trade paperbacks yeah the it's issue one through six but yeah yeah (laughs) so it's not coming on there and just seeing that um just seeing the variant art for it, it cool yeah, it's 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 cool, and then seeing that a bunch of other artists who are now doing it as well. You got everyone from like everyone from like um from Adam, I think Adam, no, not Adam Hughes, Art Adams is doing one. I think um a bunch of other ones. I think Art is doing a couple of covers. Campbell ooh. again is doing covers. What's up? So ooh, that'd be good because I know the J, J, uh, Campbell did uh, the um I, I have them. He did the the 15 year anniversary. Yeah um cover for oh my gosh what i can't think of her name the one with the uh, the two walkers yeah 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 yeah. uh that's uh that's oh my gosh i'm forgetting my name now oh my gosh this is, is a bad day it's a bad sunday for me it is it's a bad day for both of us both of our brains are not working <laughs> not um right. yeah, this, yeah go ahead so many it's just a lot of like a lot of more artists are doing variant covers for this issue and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, right? Because I, I feel like now at that point, they're still kind of like when it comes to specifically Walking Dead. I think they're, I think they're that last to me, that last kind of semi dish effort of like trying to see how much more you can milk this franchise before you're finally done with it. You know, like you, you just ended very abruptly. I might add, right? You just ended without any like, without any like, you know, um, without any notification saying, hey, this is the final issue. And I, right. you know what, I kind of liked that they did that because it was an opportunity yeah. for what, uh, for what's his name to kind of just ride off into the sunset. Yeah. And basically, and so, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it, it was definitely not Rick. <laughs> definitely not Rick that rode off, that rode off in the sunset. No. But, but yeah, we won't go any further than that if for those who are trying to read the book again. But no, I meant Robert Kirkman. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. You know, oh, for, okay, for him to, yeah, for him to kind of just like, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, like, he has, like, three other books he's doing right now, too, so... Or at least one other book, Firepower. I know he's doing maybe... I know he's also writing um, Oblivion Song, too, which I freaking love. And so, I understand that, you know, working on Walking Dead for nearly 20 years now, mm-hmm. nearly 20 years, you want to do something else, right? Because you kind of, you feel... You, I know, I understand, you feel burnt out as an artist or yeah. as an artist or as a writer to try to do one thing over and over again consistently every single month, every single year. So... I get that, but how, how this is going to segue into our, our main topic of the day is that how do you feel about variants today in the modern day, right? You and I are big variant guys. Yeah, and, and I've I've started to wear on it, um, and, and, and JR, the, the t- JR uh, appropriately titled this um, this episode called uh, variant fatigue. And I know that it, it goes along the lines of, um, people talk about like, uh, with the, with movies that there's going to be comic book fatigue from cinema. So like the people are going to just go like, okay, how many times can they tell the same story over and over again? Just flip flop, you know? And, you know, they've talked about, they've jokingly said, if you watch the, um, the web series called honest trailers, People have been making fun of the Marvel movies f- since the first series where it's like big bad sky beam beat up the bad guy in the movie or something like that. You know, like there's, there's a, there's a formula to it, but it, they're, they're good. I, I enjoy the movies. Um, I enjoy variants to it, to, uh, yeah. to, to an extent. Um, <clears throat> I, I just, 
I kind of wish that some artists would use their talents and broaden their horizons a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, before you get into that, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, tell us a little bit about the, the history mm-hmm. of the variants, and then we'll, we'll get into our rants about it. Yeah, so so I, I, before I kind of preface everything um, this, about this issue, the, the variant conversation has been ongoing for a lot of collectors, right? For a lot of collectors, a lot of collectors oh, yeah. in today's modern age, right? And it's oh, actually, it's been around for a while anyway. You know, what's more valuable, the variant or the actual copy, right? Because people go back to, you know, the older, you know, Golden Age, Silver Age, and, and even Copper Age comics. <clears throat> well, just to give you guys a little history lesson of this, you know, the very, f- the very, very first uh, variant cover was actually from Superman. So again, we have Superman coming in. Superman, the Man of Steel from 1986 had an A cover and a B cover, which was vastly different from its time. What? Yet, yet, uh, yet, uh, what? No, I was looking to see. I think I have that cover, but go <laughs> yeah. ahead. You might, have, you might probably have it, man. But yeah, it came out in 1986, older than me, right? Older than me. And so, I do. Yeah. See, uh, it came. I wasn't. Out, right? I wasn't sure if this was the variant. Uh, the the one with his with his uh, with his chest, right? We, yep. we have the S on his chest. That's the very pitiful cover. You'll see it right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There it is, Man of Steel, uh, ni- October nineteen eighty six, the John, John Collector's Edition variant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the, the old one B. That's the very first variant. That's and it's the, and it's a it's a it's a cool cover. Mm-hmm. You have I, the. Uh, can you put up the, the regular cover if you have it? I, I don't have the regular cover. I got this as a gift for Christmas one year from my buddy Jim. Shout out to uh, Jim, who I used to work uh, in radio with. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he got this as a – he thought he's, I thought you might like this. And um, he said he found it – I think he said he found it at a garage sale. Wow. And as you can tell right there, at the time, it, it's a it's a $5 wall book. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's not a, a high dollar right yeah. now. Uh item but it is like jr said it is the very first variant very first variant very first variant of like to ever exist and you know it, because of that cover specifically it helped propel uh just basically um help propel comic collecting vastly around the like around that time right the, right the late yeah. 80s and the 90s right it helped during the spec the quote-unquote speculator boom of comics right but because of it it suffered after the bubble popped, right? Variants itself suffered after the bubble popped, and then and they slowly and steadily came back, right? The variant have have been coming back into bigger fruitions in the modern day, uh, like early two thousands to to now, right? And so there are many many like people ask you know for those who don't know who are just barely getting to come collecting or barely just you know don't have a full on passing knowledge of this thing. There there are multiple types of variants in in the comic world. The very, the very, the most easiest one is your standard variant comic. Your, your cover B, your cover C, your cover D. Yeah. Which I'm hoping we'll show here. I'm trying I'm to, f- I'm to. trying to find the, the, the. Uh, is it, um, is it showing? Oh, uh, mm-hmm, there it is. Okay, hold on. This is the cover. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there you go. That is the cover that Jr. was talking about. Sorry, I, I, I yeah. knew I could find it. I just wanted to double check. So that is the cover yeah. A of the Man of Steel that Jr. was talking about. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, this is what uh, that cover right there will be your standard cover, right? Yes, sir. And then the cover B, C, D, whatever. 
that would be your variant cover, right? That's your most, that's the most basic variance you will, you will find. And sometimes they can, they can be very valuable. They're just an ultra cover of the issue. Any store or business can purchase this item. Like at multiple copies, they don't need a, they don't need, they don't have a, they don't have a limit per se, right? Or just buying this one copy, right? And those covers, those variant covers can be full covers, homage covers to like older covers, way back when they can be spoof covers even. I think of Tiggerverse, Tigger, T-I-G-G-E-R. I don't want to get that misspelled out, right? Like uh, um, that Tiger, the, yeah, those, those, uh, those spoof covers. And as, and I'll actually even put out that that multiple runs covered, like multiple print runs, like your second print, third print, and fourth print, those can be considered variant covers as well. And then after that one uh, is your incentive variant covers, where we've got it over the show before. I've shown it to you guys many, many times. The ones where you have you have to buy a, where a store or a business has to buy a certain amount of books just to get that one cover, right? And they range. Yeah. They, they are, and they're, um, the big ones, I'd say, I guess, Marvel and DC, they'll have your one for one for 10, one for 25, one for 50, one for 100, one for 1,000, one for 2,000, one for 200, all that stuff, right? Those are your main ones. Some of your offbeat ones, like I think um, the ones you like, the, the publisher from Red Sonia, all that, they had like the one for fives and one for 15s, one for 20s, uh, those, those off ones. Now, I will say this, that, JR is right that for the most part the the multiple 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 um uh, what's it called um number you know uh, variants mm -hmm. typically go towards um the, the big two mm -hmm. with that said mm -hmm. um I will show you that and this was a package that I bought at again Comic Island we're not trying to sh intentionally shill for them but uh this was a uh, a, a um, collection that I bought. This is Betty and Veronica. This was a um, was supposed. It was a th quick three issue um, book written by written and drawn by Adam Hughes. Um, mm -hmm. It was meant to be a lot long. Actually, um, I can't remember the exact story of how it went, but it was a three part series. Um, I think it was supposed to be longer, yeah. and then. Archie wanted them to wanted uh, Adam to write a story differently, and he said, "No, I'm good," and and condensed it down to three issues, and it was like, "I'm out." But yeah. if you can, you look here is, uh, I mean, there's there's the cover A, um, really cool cover. Um, don't was it, is that the cover that you have? Or yeah. Yeah. okay, and then um, you know there's yeah. the J Scott Campbell covers, which is kind of like a. Uh, an homage to Coachella Fest, um, and then a bunch of different artists. I think this is that might be a Tony Fleek's cover. Uh, mm -hmm. Nope, not. I thought it was. Um, but you can see, look at that. I mean, there's 10, 15, 20. These are all issue number one. So, I mean, there is, yeah, like at least 20 covers. And then you got to issue two and issue three. Yep. So, like JR said, easily um, you yeah. can have a dozen or dozen plus covers for one book. Yeah. And um, also just say too um, that DC and, uh, and Marvel too, actually early 2000s, they did the weird ones too. They did the weird incentive variants where like there's that one for, tw one for 75 variant of like Hope Generation, Generation Hope that yeah. that's a cover that I want as well as the one for 15 cover of uh, I think power girl right 
for DC that they've done for every run. Are they, like either one for ten or one for fifteen on those, and those covers are just blowing up too now. And so those are your incentive variants. There's a retailer variant where it's much different from a store variant. A retailer variant is basically um, <clears throat> is basically that the retailer, when they buy huge cons- when they buy huge um, huge uh, quantities of an, of a certain issue from publisher of the book, right? So let's this is your uh, this is your um, basically just Diamond Comics. <laughs> you know, Diamond Comics is basically gonna uh, they're gonna buy so many of this book that they're gonna give you that that the publisher's gonna give them a thank you variant. Or a publisher exclusive variant, which is mainly just going to go towards, uh, which can be mainly usually for Marvel or DC. I've seen some image stuff. I've seen some image exclusive variants from retailers. I've seen some, um, I've seen some Boom Studio exclusive variants too. But there, but you'll see way more Marvel and DC, which is yeah. understandably. Sorry. No problem, dude. Do you? This guy's been awake since like what five? Yeah, easily. Um, yeah, you know, like when I got when I got the email from you, and I was like, "Oh crap, we're starting recording today." <laughs> um, yeah. Now, yeah. how many re- how many um, retail variants would you say you have? And again, retail variants, like Jr. is saying, is like you. It's one per store, right? I, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, usually retail variants. Right, I do. I can be one per store, and like those are. It, they differ. I also forgot during incentive variants as well that they, if you hit a certain amount of it, they'll give you a party variant, which is just oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that one. And so, um, but for me, I think I I do know for sure I have two spawn thank yous variants. I have two of those. One of them, one of them, I got CGC nine eight, and then the other one should be nine eight too. But I'm waiting for McFarland to sign that one. So here's here's, here's my one uh my one uh exclusive. I have variant. that one. I have uh, that one. Which one? Where did you get it from? I got it from uh, I got it from Nersteller. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, never mind. Okay, so this book came out a month, maybe, after the Venom number one, the black and white. And the Venom black and white variant, especially here locally, um, they kind of did, they did, this is the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider number one. It's a cool cover. I, oh. I got super lucky. I scored this. This was like the first time out of the store that I paid way more than I should have for a book. Um, I'll be honest. Okay, what is I paid 40 bucks for this cover. Really? Um, and the Venom number one, which I don't have, um, there's a huge story that goes around that uh interstellar sold theirs wasn't they sell theirs for like a hundred dollars i can get into that okay so but are you going to are you going to where i think you're going with sid yeah that sid ended up getting i don't i don't want to get in because i don't want to get him in trouble so okay 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 yeah so um something happened with with another um with another story here in our but yeah uh but uh but adrian at the time right yeah uh, was selling his copy for a hundred dollars and my dumb butt was over there this is pre-collector jay Right, this pre-collector Dark King. I looked at it. I'm like, man, that's a great cover, but 100 bucks. I'm like, ah, I'm good. I'm chilling. And Adrian went as as far down as like, hey, I give it to you like, you know, for 80 if you want to. The spawn, thank you. I'm like, nah, I'm chilling though. And um, I'm kicking myself in the butt because he sold it to George for much cheaper, way cheaper, because it was still on his shelves and you just want to get rid of it. To George, and then I asked George like, yo, I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt, dude. How much you want to sell that? that cover for like years afterwards he's like oh, i'll give you for for a certain three-figure amount i just say that so it's a lot it's not this one is it oh wait hold on 
It's not that one, is it? Yeah, no, not that one. Not that one. It's okay. the it's the uh, it's the um, it's the Venom one from 2016. Uh, okay. The black and white McFarlane variant. Yeah, it's it's from McFarlane. I'll find it. Yeah, but yeah, that one that one cover, man. I've been I have been looking for for a very very long time. I can find it now. It's just that like I I know for sure that the that the copy that Adrian had was super clean. The yeah, I, I do remember it's him saying that it was. Uh, it was. Um, yeah, it was super super clean. It was it was gonna nine eight. I know that for sure. And that uh, and that Javel's book, I think that when he got his, it was like a nine six nine four. I know. I think he told me it was kind of beat up. Not not too beat up, but I'm pretty sure he said that like, yeah, I had it. And diamond shipping is diamond shipping. So let's see. Was it was it this one? No. Dang it. Yeah, put a Venom one McFarlane, black and white. Oh my gosh, you'll find it. But yeah, <laughs> uh, as as you as you as a as a as Kevin's being a homie to me, he'll say that. Um, but yeah, Spawn Thank You variant is it can be considered a a a, nah. a, a thank you variant and and Batman ninety two appreciation variant right that came out recently. It's a black and white uh ninety uh, Batman ninety two with the with the with um what's her name. That's punchline in the cover. That's, yeah, uh, that's that's black and white. Yeah, and there's also another type of art, uh, type of uh, retailer variant called RRP, which stands for Retailer Roundtable Program, right? The Retailer Round, round, uh, Roundtable Program, where you know the where the publisher or the retailer they bring in you know s- you know these really big uh, shops and have their feedback, you know, ask for their feedback, you know, what they can do. And whatever have you during in terms of shipping and, and just other stuff involved and they for them just being there they give them a variant it's a very specific variant and these are low run ones like you know the saga one rrp which is insane right now like a 98 for that variant right now is going for like two thousand dollars right they're super rare yeah but like the print run is like less than two three hundred and so those are the ones that are really really like your grail books per se right and batman 608 you know the RRP variant for that as well. That's a huge one too. And then we go down 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 another category that Kevin and I know very well: the store exclusive type of variants, where these are the ones that were a certain store, individual store. They go to contract, they ask a contract for a whether um, the publisher or a artist to say, "Hey, can you do an exclusive cover for this store, right? For our store specifically?" And they have a limited run for that variant, right? I, Kevin and I have tons tons of those variants out and even artists nowadays too they are now in that game where they make where they make you know specific covers for their own shops online you think of j scott campbell you think of art germ you think of adam hughes ish i think adam hughes still has a has a contract with the that one pup that one uh company that 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 shall not that shall not be named specifically because of kevin (laughs) but yeah those are those are your those are your store exclusive and then the last one for on my list all By the way, here's here's an example of a store variant. Now, this is one I got from SoCal Comics and uh, Games and Comics. It's in Temecula. By the way, check them out. It's a great store. Uh, they actually got Ryan. Um, it's actually a Ryan Parrot um, uh, came and did a signing uh, for this book. The cover artist actually, though, is um, I forgot who it was now, uh, but nonetheless, um, yeah. it's a uh, yeah. That's a store variant. Uh, of uh, Boom Studios' Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Necessary Evil number 40. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just an example of kind of like what you can get from a store variant. Um, I think the biggest um, store I'm looking for, the biggest store variant uh, yep. provider. Well, there's two. I know JR is the one that said that we that shall not be named, which is obviously it's it's. I'm thinking he's meaning Midtown Comics. Uh, nope, not Midtown. Not Midtown. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Um. Anyways, Midtown Comics usually gets a uh, um some of the big names. Uh, the other one who has their kind of their own stable of artists that do kind of exclusive covers for them is KRS. Is it KRS? KRS, yeah. KRS. So they have the likes of, um, oh my gosh, I completely drew a blank. Warren Lowe. Warren Lowe, um, who, uh, by the way, cool, cool guy. Blew my mind yeah. how down to earth he was. Um, and then, of course, um, my girl. Um, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I know her name, but I'm not. I know her name, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say her name. <laughs> yeah, I know that that's there is. That's a. I know it's a sore subject with with us uh, personally, but I know that I've, yeah. um, I, I've been pretty blessed uh, to have um, uh, basically befriended this person. Um, and she does very good work. Um, I just know that there is some, uh, some, no love, there's some love lost maybe. Yeah, um, we'll try to keep it cordial. This, but, um, you yeah. know, it's, and it, it's, it's bid and, and it'll be, it's, it's chalk it up to its business. Uh, but nonetheless, um, oh my gosh, why can't I not find the, the cover? Yeah. That's going to bug me. Anyways, moving right along. So yeah, um, just some examples of the store comics, um, KRS for some reason they ah, they seem to hold a little bit more value than like a Midtown or or something like that. But yeah, um, I, I'll give you that. It's because they're um, continual. They have three. For me, honestly, three like I, can't, I don't want to say major artists because that's kind of like I don't want it to somehow denigrate the other artists that do covers for them as well. But like I guess three of the more well known. There you go, more well known artists. Yeah, right. They that do a, a continual like. A continual cover variant for them for feels like every other issue now and so that's them and as well as for you i know you put up uh campbell up recently uh the coachella the coachella uh variants right are actually i don't are they stcc variants or are they store variants no i believe those were store variants but let me find it again uh that yeah. was betty and veronica number one uh yeah. And where to go? I think, I think they're store variants, but yeah, but those are I, those. I think those are considered store variants or convention variants. They, they are considered to be a store exclusive variant. I believe yeah. these were uh, Campbell.com. Yeah, let me see. I'll pull it up right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these were these were exclusives to his to his shop, um, and you guys can show here um, what I mean by uh, the Coachella variant. Um, it's, look at yeah. All you gotta do is look at the bottom right of that cover right there. It yeah. says Campbell exclusive. That's only straight to the store. And then after that one right there, after that type of variant, store exclusive variants are your convention variants. Which is last, that's last, my last subject. Yeah. Where, where convention variants, of course, are their only are exclusive to certain conventions throughout that check out throughout the year, right? Your STCC variants, your your C two E two variants, your Emerald City variants, right? And all the other variants, and all the other 
Comic Cons. Yeah, between. there and there's and it's very very rare that a store will or a, that a a, a artist or a, uh, a whatever call a, a printer or whatever call it, a publisher Marvel DC blah 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 that will do a variant outside of SDCC Emerald maybe a WonderCon and C2E2. Yeah. Um, it seems to me though over the last couple of years though that the most the the collectors not just comics but collectibles that hold the most value actually isn't San Diego which you would think would be because but the problem is there's so many um, and everyone comes to San Diego. The one that actually um, seems to be kind of a, uh, a hard, not hard to come by, but a more valuable convention exclusive is Emerald City. The, the uh, Emerald City Comic Con, which is in Seattle, um, which was the uh, really and truly the first major casualty of coronavirus this year. Yeah. Uh, I remember they went back and forth for a week with, uh, for o- over a week with a week to go before the convention actually started. Yeah, and just for, just for I think I think it really fell when Jim Lee pulled out. When yeah, when out. when the two when the big two when Marvel and DC pulled out, um that kind of was the, the 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 and I just remember our friend um uh oh my gosh, we're all just absolutely terrible with freaking names today. Um the guy from uh from Vegas. Oh, um Kincaid. Brian Kincaid. Um, Ryan Kincaid was like, no, nah, dude, I'm holding out, bro. I don't care. I'll just put a mask on or whatever. Like, I'll hold out. I'll spray myself with Lysol. I'm going. And then he's like, it's canceled. He's like, well, fuck. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, and like, he was like, it did, dude. dude. He, and you know what? I give him, by the way, check him out. Go to his website. Google yes. Ryan Kincaid. Go to his Facebook page. Whatever you have to do, go follow him on Instagram. First yeah. off, the dude is chill as, chill as hell. Um, yeah. I can honestly say, and it's a it is a a something that can be written on my tombstone. I don't care. Uh, I've met Jim Lee. I've met J. Scott Campbell. I've met Ardrum. I got drunk in Vegas with Ryan Kincaid. <laughs> so it's like he is so cool. Like it was just yeah. he's just a really really down to earth guy. Yeah, he, he's a guy you can go have a beer with. Yeah. That's the best way to describe Ryan Kincaid. Yeah, he's awesome, guys. Please support him, man. He does. He'll 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 do. He has very, his own variant covers, but he will also commission, man. He will commission oh, whatever variants you want, whatever art you want, dude. So please, he's definitely one of the guys that are that are you know because of coronavirus, he's it's it's tough, man. It's tough for everybody. I understand that, man. But like, hey, if you can show him some love, show this artist, show this specific artist some love, man. Ryan Kincaid. I hope we can link his uh, his Instagram and his and his and his. Uh, uh, I'll see if I can if I can add that. Um, in post-production, I'll make sure I I try to add that, but here, here's an example of his commission work. I had this, uh, this commission done in, at, um, WonderCon last year. Yeah. And this is of course my favorite character right now, Gwenpool yielding the infinity gauntlet. Um, he did mask off for me. Um, I am going to have him when things kind of come back to normal, I am going to have him do another one, uh, but this time, actually, I might have him do two. I'm not 100 percent sure yet. I might have him do another Gwenpool with the mask on, with the Infinity Gauntlet, and him going like this. Um, but I haven't decided if I want him to actually show the finger or have it blurred out 
um, like uh, Chick has a uh, um, has a Gwenpool. I think it's a Gwenpool book. Maybe it's not. But she fun. has a Kincaid book where yeah. the character is giving the finger and it's like digitalized out. It's like that. Yeah. I remember that one. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, show some Kincaid love. Uh, again, I'll try to remember to have his his stuff here on the bottom. And um, I had convention variants. So eventually, oh, a New York Comic Con variant, a New York Comic Con too. That yeah, them out. Yeah, NYCC is big. And I think they actually are. To me, I think a lot of New York Comic Con variants are more are more valuable than San Diego for me. But that's uh, that's beside the point. Um, and there's other variants after that, guys. Your newsstand, your Mark Jewelers, and foreign reprint, all that stuff. But to our main questions for that: Are there too many variants in today's day and age? I think so. Um, I would like to see for an action number 1000, a detective 1027, a detective 1000. Yeah. Um, big marquee issues mm-hmm. should get, but even then, a limited amount of variance. Yeah. Action, action 1000 and detective 1000, I thought was really cool, was they did the decade variants where they yeah. paid homage to the different artist artistic styles of and, it, and the action books were phenomenal because yeah. especially when they got to the 90s Dan Jurgen style uh, of of action comics and Superman and Man of Steel and Man of Tomorrow and stuff like that it really just some they did a great job and I know that Jurgens did a couple of covers um but they really summed up the style of the 90s in Action 1000. I'll, I'll pull it up right now. I, I actually had it put yeah. aside. Yeah. That, doing stuff like that, and like JR just said too, I have no problem with a Comic-Con variant. Yeah. That is where variants should be. It's an incentive to go to the shows. It's an incentive to go to panels and go support these artists but um, here is a, a, a little taste of the um, the aforementioned um, decades variants. Um, we have obviously the main variant right there, or the main cover for Action One Thousand, uh, the blank, the the the, the age old blank variant. Um, here we go. This is uh, the first decade variant. This is based on the nineteen thirties Superman. Yeah. Um, Cover artists, I believe, on this one is Steve Rude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, keep, just show them uh, per se. It's just uh, the. I, I believe, yeah, this is definitely how a good a good look or a, a proper way to show variants because yeah, it's it's definitely an homage to the older styles, and but like again to say that they're. After after the actual you know uh, the uh, the given variants from the publisher, there were also. I, 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 I kind of like that I, cover. Yeah, I, I want to say hundreds of other variants too that that were store exclusive variants were were um, were artist variants from uh, that were out you know through a third party as well and like yeah I think of the Archim variants I think of the the Rock comic variant I think of so many other variants that happened after this too. That that are hap- that happened, you know, not just with Action One Thousand, but yeah, just it was, 
even with even with Action One Thousand, man, there was a lot. You can you like that's the uh, that's the uh, I think you know that's just the regular J covers, right? That's the two thousands cover. Yeah, that two thousand cover. That, there was a there was there was a specific Action One Thousand from Rock Comics, man. That was a quote unquote a, a high exclusive one. This, and here, by the way, here is an example of a retailer exclusive as well. This is the, um, this is done by um, Oliver Copiel, uh yeah. for Midtown Comics. And like I said, you typically will get some kind of call out to the store. But right there, there's the uh, famous Midtown Comics uh, exclusive ver- uh, logo. Um, but uh, yeah, I. I, to me, that do an event book, you know. Um, yeah, I, I I can't even say the, the event books either, man. Like, it, I, no, I do, yeah, it 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 it, it yeah. mean it demeans the main copy. Like you didn't see, unless it was a second printing, but even then, that's not a variant. But you didn't see a second print. You didn't see a variant of, mm, like, um, Secret Wars. Uh, yeah. The that you know, uh, uh, way back when, yeah. Or 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 um, Crisis on Infinite Earth or stuff like that. So yeah, those those were your. I would say those were your more. That wasn't more honest. I guess, for lack of a better term, honest time. Because yeah. like I I understand why there's so many of it now because one, like I said before, at part Marvel on this, Marvel's been doing it right. Marvel's been one of the bigger bigger perpetrators of this of this huge rise down Marvel in in in, in Mar- comic variants right. Because as I look, I'm a DC guy absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I've seen DC variants, right? Majority of the time for DC variants, it was always cover A, cover B for the longest time, yeah. right? Other than maybe, let's say, um, Heroes in Crisis that happened two years ago now, maybe. maybe yeah, two about two years, maybe two years ago. I think that for me, that was one of the very first times I saw a one for 100 out of DC. And I had that cover, the one for 100 out of DC. And they had, and of course they had that, you know, the uh, the one for 1,000 variants, but like those are, those are your 50 cent variants, your 50 cent covers. So it wasn't that much. But like everything else, though, came from Marvel. Every Archer book, which they which they milked the hell out of Archer, did they've done? He's the one for two hundred variant cover, right? Yeah. First he came out with regular cover. The first he came out with regular variant covers for Supergirl. And then Marvel kind of said, "Hey, let's do some covers for us, and then we'll put your covers out. We'll do one for Shuri. That's you know that's the regular cover, and then we'll do her one for one hundred variant." And then when you know they when they were starting to win the uh, the comic war, you know, quote unquote, for you know going back on top, after DC's been trouncing them for the last for for two years prior, for for the last three years prior to that moment, they came back astoundingly because Archer is still a hot name, and then he he sells covers, and people want that one for two hundred variant, and so you have all these stores buy that one for two hundred variant, and they still have two hundred variant covers of. Uh, a symbiote Spider-Man that will never sell, and these are like, like, like I said before, like one of our earlier podcasts, man. Marvel's numbers are super inflated, super inflated, because they don't tell you, they don't show you actual, you know, actual sales from cus- from from store, from local store to customer. Period. They only show numbers that from what store bought from publisher or retailer. And that's it, and. Because of that, you have all these. The, you have all these variants that come out time and time again, dude. How many Fantastic Four covers of number one variants were there, dude? 
there were so many just for Fantastic Four. Granted, it's a big thing. Fantastic Four is back in the fold, but we had like ten covers, right? Ten variant covers for that one book, and the Archim cover for everyone after that was a one for two hundred or one for one hundred, I think. I'm like, uh, that's 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 way too much. They're milking the hell out of it, and I do feel some variant fatigue when it comes to that regard with Marvel. Right. And I'm still a sucker for it because I want that particular cover. Right. I just bought a freaking Peach Moko. Right. And they're doing a Peach Moko and there's and they're doing it again with champions. Have you not seen the champions cover they're doing? Champions one? Oh, the um the Miles Morales zombie cover? No, no, dude, check it out right now. Uh, Peach Moko Champions One. And one for one hundred, which I'm gonna never really get because I'm a dumbass that is is a little bit of a hypocrite when it comes to this stuff. But, but like I also love Pichamoko, and I, so I, how do you spell it again? Uh, champions, champions one, Momoko, M M, it's M O M O K O. Number one, there one it for is. one for one hundred incentive variant. It's it's for the champions. The one in fifty. Is one fifty? Is it? Is it? It should be one for one hundred. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Is it this cover? Let me see. It's it's one of her covers. Yeah, that one. It's one of her covers that she constantly. That she, oh, if it's the one for fifty, for a hundred nine dollars, who's this, selling this? This is from Black Cape Comics. And you thought I was crazy when I was complaining about that West Coast Avengers book that I've been dying. I'm literally like one, maybe two books away from having my uh, Gwenpool collection complete. And one of them is a variant that has a market value of no more than about $20, to JR. We've lost JR. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just rant just a little bit. I I understand as a as a store retailer, you have to make your profit because books cost a lot when you buy in bulk, right? Yeah. But I know for a fact that if you're a good enough store that has worked with Marvel for a very long time, you get half off your purchase, right? You get you get your wholesale price, right? Half off a book. Even if this freaking book, which is going to probably retail for $5, right? For issue one, Champions One, what's what's $5? What's 50% of $5? $250. $250, right? Yep. 250, times, $250 times 50. What is that? Don't make me do math, dude. I'm like, I don't want to do math. I don't, I don't want to do math either, but let me just, I'm going to just do math right now. I'm, I'm, I am, I am appalled. What is it? 250. 250 times 50. Times. Ah, son of a bitch. I hit the wrong button. Two fi- oh, damn it. <laughs> Make me sit up. Hold I don't on. know, dude. I'm, I'm doing my phone right now. I don't want to do that. Times 50. People are going, it's this number, stupid. It's $125. 125 bucks, right? How much are one for 50s? One for 50 variants usually go for? 40. At the most, sixty. It's an extreme, an extreme rare case. You get to a hundred, but yeah. usually from an established star, or it's supply and demand. And guess what? Champions books don't sell. I like Champions books. Yeah, they I don't. like Champion. It's a good book. Do they fly off the shelf? Nope. No. Okay. 
This the is aforem- the yeah, yeah, the aforementioned. It's like the third reboot in the last five years. Yeah. Like the aforementioned Venom book. Okay, Ghost Rider, Robbie Reyes. Yeah, is it a huge character? No, but it's an established character that had a very successful run prior to that, that retail variant, and I paid 40 for it. The Venom book, a well-established character that deservedly deserves a $100 wall book. But Champions number one of the, it's like volume four, first print of an artist who is yet to be an established character, uh, established artist, going for $110. Come on, bro. Here's here's the thing. I understand the argument of like it's Peach Momoko, right? You know, yeah. people are gonna people are gonna say, oh, her her Ghost Spider two is retailing for nine point eight for a thousand dollars. Her other books after that, her 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 black her her silver her silver 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 black four. Momoko cover with no on the cover is like uh is like retailing right now for two hundred dollars, right? I get that, I understand that, but this is a pre-order. A pre-order for a fifty, a one for fifty variant, which is asking one for one hundred variant prices. I want to know who the one for one hundred, who the one for one hundred artist is, and see what that's really said. T- we'll see what yeah. that's pretty that, dude. Because if it's around the same price as the one for fifty, I ain't having it, dude. I, I'm not having it at all, bro. Like, Jr. is gonna throw something at the TV right now. Like, I, I want, I, I'm gonna be a sucker for it because I know, I'm, I I know even, for, I, I'm gonna buy it. I don't even the, see a one in one hundred. And that's yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, I, I would, I would not be surprised if the one for one hundred variant is the same Peach Moko variant, but a Virgin variant. I would not be surprised. Could be. It could possibly be, or maybe it's the one for two hundred variant. That speech Moko is virgin variant. That could be that way because that's how Marvel's been doing this freaking dumbass game for the last three years now. You can tell Jar is a little hot on this subject. <laughs> I am irritated because because like one, it just gives credit to the people who have been harping on variants in general for a very long time, right? Yeah. I am I am all for I am all for variants because one, it shows you new artists. Right? Yeah. I would never know of Joshua Milton. Even, no, even, neither would Even if he's done Nick's three, right? The pivotal uh the pivotal run of a uh, of uh, uh, the pivotal reveal of who X twenty three is, right? Yeah. Nick's three, Joshua Milton. I did not know who he was until I saw until I saw his run on Batgirl. Right? It just, I think that's the everyone's introduction to Batgirl was, or, or, or Joshua Milton was was the Batgirl run. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, th- but even then, like there were some cool books, some yeah. really cool books, and and they did a, a nice run and whatnot. But really and truly, that one that I think is number twenty three uh, should have been like just how is there, here's a great idea, here's a fabulous idea, is. Just have them be the cover artist. Have them do cover A. And that's what I'm like. That, that's why I like um, uh, what Marvel is doing with Black Cat. Black Cat, since issue number one, cover A. I Meaning you can go to the store. Don't have to pay an exclusive for it. Don't have to pay an arm and a leg for it. Don't have to send away and wait six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Cover A. For the last thirteen episodes, last thirteen issues has been J. Scott Campbell. J. Scott Campbell has not done a cover A for a book in twenty-five years. Yep, probably not since Gen thirteen. Um, and I, dude, bro, 
and it's not a, it's a halfway decent story. And so he says he's actually so Middleton, give him Batgirl, just give him the Batgirl. Now, I, I like Jolie Jones. Yeah. So it's like oh, it's like what do I do? But you know what? Just give Middleton ten issue run. You know, but to have to force stores yeah. to have to sell it at a premium, they don't have to, but they have to make their money back because in order to get those Middletons, they're going to need to buy uh, a bunch of extra books of Batgirl that might not sell. I mean, uh, Batgirl, to be honest, the character's cool. Story's halfway decent, but it really wasn't hasn't been a very good book. The only reason it sold is because of Middleton. Make it to cover A so you don't have to sell a premium. But I get it at the same time is that DC then has to go, okay, well, we have to make Middleton a a, a, a a variant artist because we have to justify paying him the money we're yeah. paying him. But I'm like, just, no, no, because really and truly, like JR just said, at the end of the day, look at the tag. Look at the, to- at the, at the price tag on a Middleton Batgirl. Guess what it still says? It still says three ninety nine. It still says four dollars. It's not more. Okay, it's not going to go like, oh, this is a Joshua Middleton variant. Nineteen ninety nine on the cover. No, it still cost them the same to make the book. They just slapped a different uh, yeah. co- uh, artist. So make them a cover A, and guess what? The value is still going to be up there. I'm sorry, but uh, oh, I, I freaking agree, dude. Like it's it's. It should not be the DC has been doing good when it comes to cover artists, right? I would not know of Art Germ until Supergirl 12. And even though Art Germ did Batgirl yeah. way back when, back, he did Batgirl what 2008, 2009 ish, right? Yeah, and those are some great covers. Yeah, those were good covers, right? And people re remembered who Art Germ was nowadays because and bought those books way back when. Right, because of his work on on Supergirl and how his and how he propelled now to like to comic book stardom because of every single work he's done after that. He started he started his own freaking shop because of all the covers he did for DC. Yeah, right. I this these are the good parts of what of what variant covers can do for an artist to just blow up. Kevin and I, great big fans of variant covers because of the artists. Yeah, right? and the art. I'm all into that, and just having. And this this crazy predatory practice right now of having a certain book, right, retail for way more than it is when you're just pre-ordering the damn book is astounding to me. And I understand people want to go, well, you know, if I was a retailer, if I pay, if I pay, you know, if, if I'm going to pay, you know, for 50 books to get this one variant, I should price however I want to. I understand that, but at the same time, you are then, you are then putting in the line a possible relationship between you and me. Right? Do want to pay? Do want to buy from you anymore? Knowing for the fact that you want to sell it for retail for for a way marked up more volume for a way marked up price, right? For yeah. Just for pre-ordering it, right? At that point, then I would go to. I've done this before too. I will go to a. I would go to a um, a, a LCS and just say, hey, you know what? Then I'm gonna pay for 50 copies of a certain book, and I want every variant after that, right? Yeah. You want me? You want me pay me full price? Cool. Then give me the. Give me all the variants to go with it. I have done it before. I've done it before. I've done it a couple of times with uh, with Sid, with Sid Shop, right? I paid for, uh, I think, I think maybe uh, Cosmic, uh, Cosmic, uh, Cosmic, um, Cosmic Ghost Rider, right? With that yeah. book, right? I've done it with that. I said, hey, he he worked out a deal with me. He said, all right, cool. If you want the very first issue, up to whatever it was, I'll give you a price. I'll give you prices off, right? I'll do that. I'll rather do that than. I 
than you giving me the bullcrap price of a one for 50 variant for a hundred dollars. I mean, yo, you, you're, that's, that's a crazy markup, super crazy markup, man. And one for 50 variants usually don't go that much. Like just for, just for reference sake, the one for 50 variant from, uh, uh, from just recently from freaking, um, uh, we can only find them when they're dead. I think I pay like 40, 50 bucks. Even though, and that's an image comic one. That was that's done from Jennifer Zone. Yeah, right? he's a well-known artist as well, who's who's currently blowing up. But I'm happy for her, right? I paid maybe 40, 50, maybe even sixty bucks max, right? And that's because I love the store. I should not be. You as a consumer should not be paying these crazy market prices, market prices because, because you know, because now retailers are trying to, are trying to basically capture that and use their own predatory practices to it. I, you know me, I'm all for, hey, the store being the store, but at the same time, this is just super apparent and super predatory. I'm like, come on, dude. Come on, man. Well, to wrap things up, because it's funny, literally on our, our notes, JR puts here, we can follow as many rabbit holes as we want with this topic, and I think we could be here all night long uh, uh, ranting and raving about uh, the variants. Um, we'll go rapid fire on this. Uh, kind of go to re, re go, redo the questions. Um, I think it's no. I think there is absolutely uh, no doubt in our mind that we agree that there are too many variants. Um, that there is. A sl I think right now too is there is a and it could. There could be extenuating circumstances. People aren't working. I think we're seeing people downsizing a lot more right now. Um, so is there a fatigue? I think there is. I genuinely think there is, but I think that you can't use the current sales met matrix uh, to determine that because I think that it's unfair because I think that there is a lot of extenuating circumstances that are leading to people not buying as many books, not buying as many uh, variants. I know for a fact, even though my job has never been affected by it, I'm still making the same amount of money uh, as I am as I was eight months ago. I'm getting the same amount of hours, if not more, than I was eight months ago. Nice. Um, but I'm still choosing to downsize a, a slightly. Um, a lot of it has to do also with the fact that I have way too many comic books. Uh, go back to our episode back on July 11th, I think it was. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's titled The Episode Where Kevin uh, Drops Amazing Spider-Man Number 300. Um, and you can see the collection that I was organizing that day. Uh, real quick, JR, do you think the trend of variants is going to st do you think they're just going to stop like all together no. um and two-part question do you think it's going to stop and is the bubble on on the verge of bursting no it won't stop and i sadly think it will burst eventually i i feel like there's going to be that one freaking issue that's you know that's going to be overhyped it might be a spider-man comic it might be a superman comic where you know it's going to have like like gonna have like 15 regular variants right and it's gonna have like 20 store variants and then it's gonna have like 15 comic-con exclusive variants it's gonna keep on going and going and going and going man i i do feel it might be from marvel honestly but i do feel oh, yeah. yeah it's gonna it's gonna burst eventually because of just how much the fatigue gonna set in yeah and i honestly think that that i'm really surprised that 
the bubble hasn't burst. I think it was close, and I think it's led to the downturn. So people will go, like, that's a burst. I'm like, no, a burst is boom, holy F, we're all screwed. Um, I don't think that burst has happened because they're still pumping them out, and, and they're still selling, but they're not selling at record pace as they were, say, a year ago. But I really think, and I'll end on this, and maybe we can lead this to a, dis- a, a, a topic of discussion. Um, you, you mentioned um, right there, like, it'll be a Spider-Man comic. I think the book that has led to a downward trajectory, it's not a nosedive, but it's kind of sliding down, was Amazing, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number 800. Yep. Um, so many stores got burned on that book because they wanted the retail variants. I know that Javel has said time in and time again that it would have cost him less money to have gone on eBay and bought the book off somebody else than it did for him to invest as much money as he did into Amazing Spider-Man number 800. He has, um, he still has copies of ASM 800 in the store. He's unloaded some of them on the internet. He sold them. He's given them away in grab bags. He's handed them out for for Halloween. ASM 3800 was kind of the downward trajectory where some stores were like, it's not effing worth it. So, um, to, to actually, um, I know this is one my, this is my last thing I'll say on the subject, right? To, to actually harken back to your speculator point that you, we that we made earlier, that we forgot to go on to because I went on a rant, but like, this is also why the speculator aspect of collecting is can be very volatile because people thought that mary jane was going to die in that issue and that's why so many people bought so many covers right yeah what happened mary jane didn't die in that cover and so therefore it just took a huge plunge and so speculator specul- speculation specifically on on these topics right is very volatile in the comic com- in the comic book industry because we don't know who lives and technically who dies yeah. in these comics it's we, it's up in the air we don't know if Shuri's gonna be Black Panther and so the amount of people buying Shuri books right now is won't we won't know the true we won't know the true value of it until it actually gets announced the same way it's harking back to the last point I made way back when 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 Batman vs Superman came out and people that and people saw Doomsday for the first time on screen people bought up so much of Doomsday comics yeah. up that when the movie finally came out and we and said it was complete crap Right throughout the board, yeah, it tanked tremendously. So speculation, you can't, I, we can't, nec- I can't necessarily put my my foot on it because of how volatile the market of comic book. Yeah, is. and to go on based, and we'll and we'll end on this one is to go back on what Jr. said about speculation is the and it ties into Doomsday, is the king of all speculations was Bat- was Superman number seventy five, the death of issue, um, and people were buying those, and and there's a great documentary on sci fi. Um, about the Image Boys, um, and it's, it talks about the, the birth of Image Comics. If you just go on, it's a four or five part series, maybe maybe more. But if you go up and just type in like Sci-Fi Wire Image, it'll come up. It talks about uh, all the guys who left Marvel and went and created Image Comics, and they talk about that when Jim Lee was at um, was at Marvel and he was doing the X Men run. People were buying up X-Men number one. It is still to this day the number one selling book of all time. Over 10 million books sold. Um, 10 million copies. If a book does 10,000 copies right now, it's a good day. Um, But 10 million copies were sold of X-Men number one. I happen to have 
two copies, I think, one or two copies. I have the four <laughs> connecting covers, and I have the main uh, uh, folding variant. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, um, yeah, speculation can be um, – don't go by speculation. Just, just – I'll end on this. A, there's too many variants. B, I think that it will never end. I think variants will never end. Will the bubble burst? I think we have seen the pin prick of the balloon and that the air is slowly coming out. I think that you're going to see people downsize. You're still going to see variants. I think it's a market that is it's that's needed. I think, my opinion, get it down to a key issue. An amazing Spider-Man number 800. Do, to celebrate that, do one or two covers like they did with Action and Detective 1000, like they're doing with Detective 1027, which is the 1,000th issue of Batman for Detective Comics. Um, do something like celebrate it, but don't blow it out of proportion. Um, I definitely think that there needs to continue to be convention variants. Store variants are cool if it's done right. Um, but uh, other than that... Um, Give us your thoughts, your opinions. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Comment uh, below the video as you see here. Obviously, the video will be posted via uh, YouTube. Comment on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our channel. Um, cl uh, click on the link. Uh, if you need help, if you're listening to us on the audio form, uh, you can go to youtube.com slash wildthing2331. That link should still work. If not, the link is available uh, on our Facebook page and uh, other social media uh, um, accounts, including on our profile uh, on Instagram at PS Comics. I love you on Instagram. Um, you got any ideas of what we're going to talk about next week? Yeah, a couple. I mean, like I've, I've written down some stuff already, but like I'm also looking at the Sony event that's happening this Wednesday, and I might just nerd oh. out and be a, and be a console geek again and just you know what talk about video games. We might. You know what? We we could do a kind of a a part two or a follow-up to our comic book or to our, um, our video game uh, episode that we did. By the way, go back and check that out. It was about a month or so ago. Yeah. Really fun episode. Uh, by the way, shout out to JR, our our basically who has become our executive producer. Um, here is four full pages of, of um, format that he did. Um, I know a lot of podcasts out there do like 40 or 30 pages, but he is able he you find a way to get as much information uh, as possible into four uh four minuscule uh, little pages but uh, uh, job well done my friend um so yeah we'll be looking out for that sony event uh i do know that um oh big shot what well, we don't we could talk, let, let's definitely do video games because nintendo just announced some stuff last week for the switch okay. and the right, Legend right. of zelda yeah we have the new pokemon dlc which is about two months away we do have that new pokemon game that's supposed to be coming out from the uh from tencent that's right. um, that's right. yeah i will have a review i promise i will have a review for the avengers by the way i cannot say i, I will end on this talking about spider-man we'll end yeah. on this I can't tell people enough. If you have a PlayStation 4 and you do not have Spider-Man, go down and get it. Go down to your video game store. You probably can find it for, for a discount or download it or whatnot. It is by far one of the best video games ever made, period. End of discussion. 
I don't. I don't think it's uh, it's it's arguable. You could take the story they tell in the Spider-Man video game and make an incredible movie. Yeah. And I'm having even so much fun playing the DLCs. I will. We could talk about that next week. So yeah, I do. You know what, Jr. You're on to something. Video games part due. Use the man. <laughs> next week. All right, man. All right. guys, thank you again, guys, for just tuning in every single week to hear us rant about just stuff that pisses us off in the comic world. <laughs> <laughs> and where it makes us happy, too, because, you know, it usually does make us happy, man. But thank you very much, guys. And I do want to appreciate my, my, ho- my co-host here, man, Kevin Pillow. He's been doing some work, man. He's been doing work behind the scenes, getting setting me up. I still need to buy my damn laptop to help out, man. I do want to do, like, some other segments in between our big podcasts, too, man, to, to – you know, load it up on our YouTube. I do know that we're trying to get a more official YouTube possibly. In the yeah, we're going to, uh, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to branch off. Like I'm trying to re- get, if we get to a hundred subscribers, I can do a lot more with our YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, but, you, but this is a YouTube channel that I've had for, for shit. Years. I wasn't surprised. No, I think, I think I established thing. I mean, technically it says like 2016, but I think I created my first YouTube channel. Like, um, the, um, I think like, I, I don't know. I think I bought them like, it doesn't matter. I bought, I got the YouTube channel way, way long ago. Sorry. I was getting a text message. Uh, but nonetheless, um, yeah, we'll get, yeah. We'll, we'll get all, we'll get, we'll get all that figured out eventually guys. We're just all kind of just busy in the process and, and everything else. I am, by the way, I am hoping yeah. the next time we, we broadcast, I will be coming to the new undisclosed shield location here at the KRP broadcasting studios. Um, I'm working on, uh, on renovating, uh, the location that I recorded, uh, down, uh, downstairs. Uh, I've done it a couple of times. Um, but we're, we're putting in a new desk and I'm thinking about getting a new microphone, same company, uh, shout out to toner, Mike. Um, I'm going <laughs> to get one of those like, uh, oh, the boom arms, the arms. Boom arms yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways, he is, J.R. Kabakungan. A.K.A. The Dark King. The Dark King. Thank you. And he is Kevin Pillow, A.K.A. The Voice of Reason. Thank you guys for tuning in, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. More Peace Comics. I love you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) Oh, man, that was good.